What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Split Screen. As always, I'm Lucky. I'm Grim. And we have some internet movie rumor news out there. Tantalizing. It could be really interesting. There might be some cool stuff making its way to us soon. We have a really interesting and awesome interview with comic book Wonder Woman artist (gasps) and budding creator of Cool Stuff to Come, Nicola Scott. Woo! And we have a little bit of a chat about the update that Snapchat has just received. Isn't it scary? It's, I mean, it's pretty scary. Find out more after the beep. Beep. <laughs> Are you excited for the new Han Solo movie that's coming out? Well, you shouldn't be because it's totally screwed up since two directors got fired by LucasArts. They were told, hey, we're having creative differences. So you're gone. This is basically just entertainment news, FYI, in case you didn't know there was a Hans Solo movie. We need like an intro segment to that. Entertainment time. Doing the entertainment. Dan and Gab's been on the internet. Some, some dumb thing. But yeah. Okay. So bit of backstory. Yes. There was meant to be a Han Solo movie. Everybody was amped because mm-hmm. it was going to be kind of like, you know, quirky comedy, you know, different side of the character. You know how he's a bit of a scoundrel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, basically... Uh, the two directors that they originally had on for the film, which was Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, um, the two of them actually do, like, comedy movies before this. So they did, like, 21 Jump Street and I think the Lego movie. I have the hiccups. I'm really sorry. Um, and so you'd think that that's a bit strange to, like, make into a Han Solo movie. Like, you know, like, well, let's get these directors and we'll make a Han Solo movie, right? It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, nah, uh, LucasArts, like, the th- that the studio was just like, nah, you know what? Creative differences. Sacked. <laughs> S- so the, you know, funny, lighthearted, possibly topsy-turvy Han Solo movie that we could have had, probably not going to be anymore. And people are devo about it. Like, understandably so. Han Solo was probably the best part about Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know, though. I'm... What? I feel like if there was going to be... If one of those movies was going to struggle, mm-hmm. it would be... Han Solo? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No way. Get out of here. I don't know why. Uh, I just feel like there'd be such like a... It's because you're not in love with him, Dan. Yeah, maybe. Nah, but, I'm not in love with him either. Don't worry. I'm in love with Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, and I, I mm. feel like I feel like it, there'd be such like... It'd be like when they brought out Suicide Squad. There was this expectation of amazingness. Oh, uh, yeah, then, and then it fell short and was yeah. crap. And, you know, Jared Leto was the Joker. Like, why? So so they've, they've <laughs> dropped these... Basically, yeah. They've um, dropped these guys. I don't know what the fate of the movie is now. Like the Lego Han Solo movie. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, the Lego movies are mad. Lego Batman. I haven't seen Lego so Batman. So good. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, damn. All right. Well, geez. Yeah, I don't know what the fate of the movie is going to be, but that is current news that I saw on the internet. Stay tuned to the internet to find out more about the Han Solo movie. <laughs> Stay tuned to the internet. <laughs> I like that. Um, Transformers has come out. Is it? Is it bad? Well, I think... <laughs> Let's what did we speculate refer first. To it as? There was one point in time where we referred to Michael Bay's films as a trash fire full of bags of dog turds or something. This is no better, apparently. I haven't seen it. I haven't I seen can't, it either. I can't comment. But I'm the not internet and the reviewers and everyone are just saying that it's terrible. Oh, that well. it's just another it's another mess on screen of transforming pieces of metal, <laughs> doing the, the thing they've been doing for the past like five or six movies or whatever. But they're still not doing it well, apparently. No, I don't know. No, no, no. More explosions didn't work. So I, to to be honest, I love. The concept of trans... I like the idea of Transformers mm. more than I actually like it. I really love, like, you know, cars that become robots yep. and, like, save the world and stuff. But, you know, I'm sad that it's still 
not good, apparently. I know, I know what they need to do to fix him, though. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Seriously, he was the best. Shia LaBeouf. He was the best thing about the Transformers movies. But you can do jujitsu. <laughs> oh, Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Oh, my. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the first movie, Shia LaBeouf, amazing. Second movie, all right, he wasn't as amazing, but he was still funny. I think it was the I don't remember which one it was. It might have been the third movie. There's this one scene where he's trying to start like the the crap version of Bumblebee. It's not even Bumblebee, but it's just like he misses Bumblebee. So he's got this yellow car. Ain't it in the 1967 Camaro? No, no, no. I'm not talking about Bumblebee. The the yellow car he's got in the third one, which isn't like a Camaro or whatever. What? Okay, I haven't seen it. And he's just kicking it for like three (laughs) minutes trying to start it. And it's just every time I see it, it cracks me up. He was great. Bring him back. Did he go? I don't watch yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, They replaced him with Mark Wahlberg and he's got his hair is too long oh, and it just no. doesn't work. Marky Looks Mark stupid. and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, well, he's funky oh, in these no. films. You know, I'll tell you what is funky though. What's that? Spider-Man is getting like some of the most amazing reviews. They're oh, saying that it's yes. the best Spider-Man movie to have been made. And they seem to think that it means a very bright future for the wall crawler. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Praise Raptor Jesus. If you were listening to our show right now, you will know that. Well, you're going to know because we're telling you now that we're seeing Spider-Man this coming weekend. We are going to have a review for you on the next episode. We get to go to the premiere because we're important media types. <laughs> uh, we just we just tell the right kind of people that we love them. <laughs> <laughs> I show up on their doorstop with like flowers and stuff. And I'm like, please love me. <laughs> it's going to be an amazing film. I'm. It's no secret. We're looking forward to it. We're really excited. I pre-ordered my um, Spider Gwenum suit. Yes. Um, I basically was like, hype, 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 make me this suit. And some people are making me a suit now because I want to cosplay. Yeah, hell yeah. From anything to do with Spider-Man. Yeah, but yeah. we get to go see it. You will hear our thoughts and feelings about the new Spider-Man movie. I'm really glad that it's getting good reviews already. Yeah. Because my, my hopes are up, up here real, real high. Apparently, Michael Keaton in this movie is just amazing. Wasn't he really good in the movie prior to this that, you Bird, know, Birdman? Birdman? Yeah, yeah. My mom was like, this is the most random piece of junk, like, movie ever. But it, like, got, like, you know, awards and stuff like that. It had that artsy side to it. But you know what? I, I mean, artsy. he was the best Batman as well. So I love artsy. Yeah. We showed up to the right doorstep with flowers and we got to go see another movie the other night. Which was really enjoyable. We went to go see... It Comes at Night. A spooky movie. Which is a horror movie. It's a horror movie. I mean, it was titled a horror movie. Now, you and I have differing opinions on this film. <gasps> yep. Okay? Yes. You go first. I'll go first. Tell us what it is, though. Okay. It's... I don't quite know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a horror movie that makes you feel like it's about a supernatural entity when you watch the trailer. Yes. You feel like you're about to watch a movie about a family that is... They basically look like it looks like a post-apocalyptic thing. Mm-hmm. They are in this house, and there's this thing that keeps coming at them in the middle of the woods, yeah. in like the middle of nowhere, no and people around. The trailer shows like scary-looking old men and just demonic-looking things. Yeah, but this movie turned out to be something that made me happy at times. Didn't make me sad. I don't usually get sad over things, but it, it made me look at like some scenes and be like, "Oh, that's pretty upsetting to people who have emotions." Um, <laughs> I don't know what that's like, no. man. <laughs> and then there were scary moments in it too. So it was it was a horror movie, but at the same time, it's so artsy that it played with your feelings. And I think as soon as the movie finished, I tweeted, if this was a prequel to The Last of Us mm. as a movie, it was perfect. Because it is the perfect lead up to what The Last of Us feels like as a video game and what it would be like as a movie. Po- possible spoilers ahead. I don't think there will be, but like I'm just interjecting now. <laughs> Maybe there are spoilers. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say or what you're going to say anyway. Um, I understand what you mean about all those things. Yep. But 
I think because I watched the trailer and I really didn't have much of an idea of what I was, you know, expecting. I watched the trailer and I'm like, sweet, paranormal entity, you know, ghouls in the woods taking people, don't go outside kind of vibe. Yep. And I spent the whole movie, <laughs> waiting. the whole movie waiting. I was just sitting there and I'm like, is it, ha- is what's it? And does it, it's nighttime. Where yeah. is it? Yeah. It's, it's night. Why isn't it here yet? Mm. When is it getting here? I think that's the whole point of the title of the movie though. It's, it says it comes at night. What? What's it? Even more confusing was that before the movie, they played the trailer for it. Oh yeah. Ooh, which looks and no clowns really came. good. No it's- clowns came. It did not come at night. <laughs> There, not, like it was just confusing. You're busting my balls over here. But dude. it was such an artistic <laughs> film, and like I feel, I feel like if you went into it a second time, you probably would never go into it a second time, just because it's one of those movies that you can watch once, appreciate for what it's giving you, yeah, but not walk away <clears throat> with any kind of serious, deep love for this film, unless The Last of Us becomes a film. Yeah, then you'll go back and rewatch this one and go, wow, that was a perfect prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like if I hadn't have watched the um the trailer yep. and, and been like, yes, this is going to be somebody snatching people in the night kind of deal. I probably would have like sat there and not anticipated them coming at night. You know, yeah. I would have been like, oh good. Now this is happening. Now this is happening. Not just a, where's Poochie? When is Poochie getting here? Every <laughs> character should be asking when Poochie is, <laughs> where Poochie is. <laughs> but yeah, it, do you know what? If I, you know, I think if that were the case and I had just sat there and I had just watched it, I would have really, really enjoyed it. Like for what it was in an artsy kind of, N- not so much a horror, but kind of like a like a thriller, yeah, psychological thriller almost. Yeah, where it's like you don't know where this is going, and it doesn't actually really go anywhere, which is really weird because I walked out feeling really empty. Yeah, um, we we got to watch it at the Dendy, so we were kind of like in that artsy feel before we even sat down, which was kind of perfect for what the movie movie put forward. So if you happen to go and see this film, or you wait for it to come out on Blu-ray or something, and you decide you want to give it a go. Make it one of those nights where you sit down with cheese and you you pop the cap off some booze and you just sit there and some vino, some vino, and you and you it's a, a goon sack, yeah, cask wine. Just get in and just just watch what this movie has to give you. Don't sort of don't go looking for anything. Yeah. Just let it hand you stuff and take it as you go. Don't expect it to come at night. I would say as a movie that is there to put you on the edge of your seat. It, it got a solid seven out of ten in that aspect. Yeah, just, I yeah. Don't expect any clowns to come running in at night or, or any kind of like, you know, super ma- magical entities. Dude, I'm so keen for it. Um, but it comes at night was interesting, but go in there with an open mind and you'll probably enjoy it a little bit more than I did. All right, Gabs, it's been, it's, it's been a really cool few weeks because we've had Wonder Woman take the world by storm. Oh yeah. She basically walked up to the world and punched it directly in the face and was like, what up? I'm Wonder Woman. And, it, and it's great because the response that, she's basically gotten as a character now. I mean, she's been in the comics for ages. We've yeah. seen various versions of Wonder Woman on screen before, but at the moment she's in the mainstream. Everyone is paying attention to Wonder Woman and everyone's like really happy that she's around. I'm glad, but uh, we should probably get to know the, the comic book Wonder Woman a little bit more, I reckon. I, I would love to learn more about the comic book Wonder Woman because I was never really like that much across her before, but now I'm really interested to learn a little bit more about 
I mean, even what it's like to work with the Wonder Woman character in comics. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we've got a special guest with us this evening. We've actually got Nicola Scott, who is a comic book artist from Sydney, Australia. Local talent, what up? And she actually works on the Wonder Woman comics and we have with her with us tonight. Good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us on our podcast where we don't know which buttons to push. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. So, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself since, look, to be honest, I did have to Google you and I did recognise your name and I have seen your art before, but would you like to tell the people at home who you are and what it is that you do? Well, obviously, um, I'm Nicola Scott and I'm one of the very few of the local Australian uh, comic creators that have managed to sort of get work in the US market and um, and have I've been working in the US industry for the last 15 years and I've been at DC Comics kind of exclusively for about 10 years where I got to work on oh pretty much the the whole gamut from from Justice League characters to Justice Society characters to the the Teen Titans characters and and all the fringe ones in between um and in the last year I've had the uh, great privilege of being able to retell Wonder Woman's origin story for the comics. And it's the first time that her her origin has been retold in continuity uh, in 30 years. The last time it was done, George Perez did it in 1986. Wow, geez. So, yeah, it's been, you know, like obviously her, her origin has been retold in sort of Elseworlds stories or, you know, other Earth version stories. Um or in sort of various animated cartoons or animated shows. Um, but up until the film, this is, this is sort of the, the, the first time that we've sort of really been able to revisit her origin within the DC universe. Wow. Recently, obviously, you probably heard uh, the, the Wonder Woman movie came out with uh, Gal Gadot. Um, and we absolutely do want your thoughts on this um, because myself sitting in the cinema seeing this movie for the first time, I had a little bit of a cry and I wondered if it was normal. And then I saw the reaction on social media afterwards with, you know, a whole bunch of other people putting their hands up and saying, yes, I did cry during this movie. And we would just really love to know what you thought about it and, you know, the way that Gal Gadot portrayed Wonder Woman's character. Right. Well, uh, I've now seen it six times. <laughs> um, and so you hate it, right? So that, that should give you a little indication. <laughs> I, I also had the really, uh, I had the real privilege of being invited to the premiere in LA. Oh, incredible. Um, so, yeah, so I got to be there uh, on the ground with a lot of um, people who worked on the film and a lot of people that work in comics uh, that have dealt with the Wonder Woman character over the last couple of decades. Um, and it was extraordinary. It was extraordinary because uh, as someone shouted out as the lights went down, I've waited my whole life for this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true because for, you know, for... for People who love Batman or grew up on Batman, they've had a lot of Batman movies. They've oh, had yeah. a lot of Batman animated series. They've had a lot of Batman animated movies. Yep. There's been a lot of access to their favorite character. The same thing with Superman, the same thing with the X-Men, the same thing with, you know, now, like, you know, 10 years into the modern sort of superhero uh, film universe, uh, People who've been fans of Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, a talking tree and a talking raccoon, have have had that fulfilled. 
but Wonder Woman is the original superheroine. You know, there, there were sort of pulp heroes before Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman, but Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman was the beginning of the superhero. And she is the original. And it's extraordinary that it's taken 76 years for her to get a big screen adaptation. Yeah. 76 it's, years. That's it. It's a long crazy, time. Right? <laughs> it sounds ridiculous time. when you say it like that. Like, I have, I just had no idea that it was actually that long. Well, what, what's crazy is that, and, and what I think is also a little understandable and part of why I'm actually quite glad it's taken this long, is there has been a Wonder Woman film project or TV project in development nonstop for at least 30 years, you know, from, from the time the original Wonder Woman TV series aired in the mid-70s uh, and it was quite successful. They've recognised that it's a good project, but like a lot of characters that have been around for as long as these characters have been around, there is a general sort of ebb and flow of their popularity. Now, Batman has managed to sort of skate that one pretty well. Mm -hmm. Superman's popularity has been pretty strong up until recently. You know, the, <laughs> the audience isn't quite there for Superman, but that might be because they're not quite getting the Superman that they want. Yeah. yeah. Um, where with Wonder Woman, I think they understand that there's an audience there, but I think it's also, it's a fear base that not only uh, are they worried that the audience won't be there in the numbers that they need it to be there, but they're also a little worried. This is, I'm talking about executives, you know, the, mm. the Hollywood machine. Yeah. They're also worried that they don't know what to do because they have seen, and I say they in quotation marks, they have seen Wonder Woman as quite a tricky character to navigate. Yeah. And I'm so glad that the 90s project that was in development, which I know about, didn't go ahead because it was awful. I'm glad that the couple of 2000s projects that were in development didn't go ahead because they weren't great. What I'm so pleased about is the one that we've got is extraordinary. It's fantastic. You know, um, as, as superhero films go, it's a really good film. But mm. as, as a Wonder Woman origin goes, it's pitch perfect. What's the newest thing that you're that you're currently doing that we oh, can yeah. get eyes on? Okay, well, uh, Wonder Woman Year One, yep. which is the Wonder Woman origin story that I worked on over the last year, uh, that's just come out in trade, so that's available in stores now. Brilliant. Um, and my current project is a creator-owned project that I've been doing before Wonder Woman started, and I'm now back onto it. Uh, called Black Magic. I saw your tweet of, about that actually on Twitter. Yeah, it's a, it's like an occult noir witch story. Oh yes, um, that I'm painting. I'm painting, painting the whole thing. It's all sort of in grayscale, so it looks kind of uh, handcrafted and like an artifact. Awesome. Um, and it's yeah, it's a it's a it will end up being round about thirty issues, so it'll take a few years to come out. <laughs> um, and we're only like I'm working on issue eight right now. Oh wow. Well, we'll make yeah. sure that we uh, throw some of the, the artwork up if we can find some online. You've got some online for us that we'd be able to share. We'd throw that up over our page. Uh, yeah, you can find all of my art on social media. Um, I'm at Nicholas Scott Art on all the platforms. Amazing. Thank you for joining us tonight and talking to us about everything. I feel so much smarter about Wonder Woman now. Me too. Thank That's you so much pleasure. for your time, Nicola. Hopefully no worries, everything guys. goes well for you in the future and good luck for the next 30 years hand painting black magic. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for that. Take care. Okay, so Snapchat has got an, an update. 
Ooh, thank uh, you, Google. I mean, I love it when Snapchat gets updates. You get like cool little filters and stuff and you can become like a dancing rabbit. I've done that before. <laughs> and you get like interesting glasses and there are filters on there that make me look really pretty and stuff. <laughs> okay. But the latest uh, update, which look, I mean, with the kind of backlash I feel like it's going to get, could mean that it's going to change quite soon. They're calling it Snap Map. Yeah. Snap yeah. Map. Snap Map. Yeah, clever name, right? Okay, so you, you want to give us a bit of a, a rundown on what it is before we go into the depths of yeah, yeah. Snap Map. Yeah, why it's dangerous and scary and everybody should immediately throw their phone into a river. Please yeah. don't actually do that. I'm not liable to any phone that falls into the river. Yet. Okay, so Snapchat has updated and basically what they've introduced is a new thing called Snap Map, which is it's basically a location like showing thing like so if you take a photo and you say you know i'm hanging out with my best friend at the movies right now what you can do is then you can pinch zoom out of that and it will show a map of your location like and i'm not talking like you know some really vague kind of shape of a banana or like a shape of australia and stuff like that i'm talking like google Maps style I can see your house. I, I know what your furniture looks like from the living room. That kind of map. Yeah, I, I had a bit of a play with this today um, because I came across an article while I was at work about this update. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I'd updated. So obviously it updates automatically on my phone without me knowing, uh, which I, I guess I've set up or it just does naturally. I don't know. but um, <laughs> Naturally, it's learning. Yeah, I, I went into the app and pinched my screen mm-hmm. and lo and behold, there is Snap Map. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I, th- I freaked out. I zoomed in to see how far I could zoom in and it showed me my, cause I've got one of those bitmoji things. Ah, me too. They're so good. Yeah. These little characters like cartoon bitmoji characters. And it showed my little version of me, my cartoon version of me standing on Australia. So I, I zoomed. Yeah. You're like, oh man, it knows I'm in Australia. And yeah. then you zoom in and it's like, oh, it knows I'm in New South Wales. Yeah. And then you zoom in and you're like, oh it's at my house. Yeah. Well, that was what happened today. I zoomed in. It showed me in Sydney. I zoomed in again and it showed me at my <laughs> office. Oh. And I was like, wow. Like it knows I'm at work. But oh. the, what, I, what I didn't understand was that I haven't used Snapchat. And the last time I used it, I wasn't at my office when I used it. Oh, it's so watching. I don't know if it's like a it's live. It's watching you. Well, I don't know if it's like a live feed on the last time you opened Snapchat or something. Dude, I don't know the ins and outs of Snapchat's, you know, crazy, you know, let's make an app system. But. What I know is that I myself kind of looked at it and immediately I was like, I have to figure out how to get rid of this Um, because I've never, ever had a problem in the past with anything like, you know, like being followed or anything like that. But the way I saw it, I'm just like the the way I use Snapchat is a bit different to other people. Like my, you know, you have to pay for my Snapchat. I'm not, don't do anything naughty. It's just like, you know, people like to see what I'm working on and stuff. What are you doing? You're miming over there. You're making fun of me. No, I'm not making fun of you. I was going to say that you have like a Patreon, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So you yeah. use Snapchat as part of the Patreon. What I do is I basically put it up and I'm like, you know, look, you can you can stay updated with what I'm doing via Snapchat. And the reason why I was so worried was because in, in case it ever fell into the wrong hands, people could find out where I am and what I'm doing and that kind of thing. And like, you know, you, you might post something like, you know, having a nice quiet night in by myself watching movies. And that is like the biggest invitation ever to people of that nature who would be like, I'm going to ruin this. Well, the night turns into what the yeah. Scream movies are all about. But I'm fully prepared for that. I'm 110% equipped to like, you know, <laughs> slice and dice uh, if I have to. But 
There is a way to turn this feature off, and I think what you do is you pinch out of your um, of the screen, and if you have a little bitmoji like we do, a little avatar, you click the little ghost above their head, which pops up, and it says enable ghost mode, when ghost mode basically takes you off the map so that people can't see your location. Um, the The interesting about, thing about this feature is that it could be used for good, as well, I know, shock horror, right? Like, things being used for the good on the internet. Yeah. Gee whiz, golly gosh. Um, but, like, you know, you might be meeting up with friends. It's like, where are you? It's like, I'll send you a snap. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like it, if you had totally innocent intentions for it, it could be really cool. But the fact is that my mind immediately went to stranger danger. I don't want to die. Yeah, which naturally, like, the second you can see a little version of you mm. in the exact location you are standing mm. and you realize that that is available to whoever you have added and look we're both culprits of the same action we have put our snapchats out on social media before on our on our pages yeah. and profiles yes uh, many people do mm. um you instantly have a list of up to you know however many hundred people have added you mm-hmm. and and it shows exactly where you are you can also see other people like where other people are on the map so yeah. if there's a popular story and it's happening near you you can see that and i look at that and i'm like well that makes sense for you know companies and things like that that have snapchat you know it's like oh coca-cola is throwing this great you know beach party thing here's the snap showing you where it is it's like oh i can go down there and totally be a part of that thing and yeah. like that's really cool but it's it's also kind of scary and if you're uh, an individual and you enjoy your privacy or you just enjoy people not rocking up to your house saying hey i heard you had a party and sweet barbecue going on right now yeah i recommend that you go into the app and you go to your settings and you switch yourself to ghost mode and go invisible that that's the perfect kind of advice <laughs> i mean wait for snapchat to make an update because i guarantee you it will happen but Ghost mode is there. Do you reckon they'll make an update? I think so. I hope so. I think so. You think they would have thought this through before they did it? But look, I mean, I looked at my map today, and there was a Hanson concert. What? That had recently gone on in Brisbane. What? <laughs> Australia. Hey Dan, you want to go Brisbane? Yeah, well, I, I hear there's a Hanson concert Hansen. going on. I, by the time we got there, we probably would have missed it. Oh, that's crap. But um, <laughs> yeah, updates potentially coming in the future. I don't know. Snap map currently at large. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all that we have time for on today's show. Uh, Thank you all for listening to us. If you want to keep listening to us, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast catching app. You can find me at Lucky Bones. You can find me at Grim Bones. I installed a podcast app recently and it gave me notifications on the fact that our show was being posted. So if if you've got a podcast catching app out there, use it, add us, subscribe. Yeah, and give us a rating as well. Give us like, you know, a million stars out of however many other stars there are. We hope you enjoyed this this show that we have put on for you and we really hope that you enjoyed our little interview with Nicola Scott. She was awesome. I enjoyed she it. She was great. And remember to describe Remember to subscribe. You see, I was just like I really want people to love us so that, you know, I learn how to speak properly. Oh, you're tripping over your own words. I am. I just love everyone so much. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Time to put you to bed. Bye. Bye.